0: The following episode was recorded live on YouTube for Adulting.TV Live. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at Adulting.TV. adulting Adulting.tv. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquit, as usual. How are you, Miranda?
1: I'm doing well. I'm excited
2: about today's guest.
0: Yes, uh, as am I. Our guest today is Gwen from Fiery Millennials. How are you doing, Gwen?
2: I'm doing just fabulous. How are you guys?
0: Well, I'm doing great.
2: I'm doing great, too. <laughs> it's party time.
0: It is party time, and this is going to be uh, a real entertaining one. Gwen, can you tell our audience who you are, and a little bit about your background.
2: Yeah, so I am 26. I live in the Midwest, and I work in IT. I have been in the adult world for three or four years now. It's just been a wild ride learning how to be an adult and doing all this adulting things. It's just, I don't know why people don't teach you how to be an adult. They just kind of thrust you out into the world and say... Go have fun. Learn lots of lessons. Good luck. Well, that's the point of this podcast. (laughs) That's a
0: little bit of why we're here. So what adulting things have you discovered that you had some issues with?
2: Yeah. So turns out that dating is not like it sounds like in the movies or looks like in the movies. It's actually completely different.
1: I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked right (laughs) now. I can tell you that.
2: I know, right? Like... My life should be a rom-com. Where's Hugh Grant coming to sweep me off my feet? Like, this is not fair. (laughs) No, they just have like completely unrealistic expectations, right? And a lot of the behaviors that happen in movies aren't actually healthy relationship behaviors.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point you make about the healthy relationship behaviors. I was never one to watch many romantic comedies because I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into that whole you know, having somebody else solve your problems for you, all you got to do is wait for one, you know, wait for this person to come and like, take it all away. So I never really got into romantic comedies. And I've actually found that the movies coming out more recently, like better reflect my own experiences. Like, I really enjoyed The Big Sick. And I also really enjoyed uh, Home Again. But what are some of the unhealthy behaviors that you kind of noticed when you started getting out into the dating world and comparing them to the movies?
2: Well, you know, like there's always the trope in the movie where the guy goes up to the girl and says, oh, my gosh, I really like you. And the girl's like, no, thanks. That's okay." And the guy says, but no, really, I really like you. Here's this huge romantic gesture. And I'm going to stand outside your window and play a boombox and make you come down. But in real life, that's creepy and wrong. Like if you tell a guy to buzz off, he should buzz off. Like (laughs) respect your boundaries, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's, that's so true. And we don't, we don't think about that that much, especially, you know, and it's not just that movie, but you look at these other ones where it's like, oh, well, if we just persist, you know, we just keep struggling through, eventually we'll be rewarded with the lady. Or, you know, I think conversely, too, I think it's Unhealthy for us as women to expect somebody else to solve all our problems, you know, to take us away from whatever this life issue we're having, and then just sweep us away and solve all those problems. That doesn't encourage us to do any uh, healthy self-development ourselves.
0: Do we think it's a movie's job to portray life as it really is?
2: I mean, it would be nice. But then again, like, if I see a movie that portrays life accurately, (laughs) then I get depressed because... Right. Real life, you know, like this, this is why you have
1: to watch superhero movies. <laughs> you, <don't,
2: laughs> you, you can have the escapism
1: without the, without a lot of the relationship drama.
2: Yeah, or you get to go through the relationship drama without actually having to experience it yourself, and that's just like ten times better.
0: Sure, other people's drama <laughs> is a whole lot better than our own. That's that's absolutely correct.
2: <laughs> totally, yeah. So I went through a, a fair amount of drama. I did the whole online dating thing for a while, and uh, I'm not sure if I'm scarred from the experience or if I learned a lot of good lessons, but either way, it's uh, it was definitely an experience, that's for sure. So
0: what did you do, uh, where did you sign up with for your dating?
2: Oh gosh, what didn't I sign up with, I think is the better question. At one time or another, I've been on the mall, you know, like Match and Plenty of Fish and Tinder and... What's the women based one where you get to swipe first? Bumble. Oh, yeah,
1: Bumble. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I
2: I was on them all.
1: Nice. Yeah. I did OK Cupid. Oh, yep. That one too. That was kind of fun. I have a slightly different, you know, when I started online dating, I was divorced and I did it like a year ago. So it's kind of uh, a different experience. When I was first dating, online dating was I found somebody else on my college campus who happened to be on instant on, you know, Microsoft Instant Messenger at the same time I was. So Gwen, why did you start with online dating?
2: Well, I've always lived in smaller towns and the kind of people that I would like to date are just never really people that I was running into. So I was like, well, you know, there's got to be a, a bigger selection available online. Well, just because there's more quantity doesn't mean that the quality is going up at all. And then also, you know, I moved around a bunch. So online dating was actually a really good way to meet people if you didn't know anybody at all. And it's a good way to explore a city, too. You know, they're like, they're like hey, my favorite place is this place. Have you been here? And I'm like, no, actually, I don't even know what that place is. And I don't know where it is, but let's go. Yeah. You know, I ended up with some really good favorite restaurants and places to visit that I otherwise wouldn't have necessarily found on my own.
0: So which uh, of these services, I mean, you mentioned Tinder, Plenty of Fish, Match.com, OkCupid. What can you tell us about the people that you've met from those sites?
2: Okay, I just want to clarify first that I'm like terribly stereotyping and I kind of (laughs) apologize. But being online and being dating online makes you kind of cynical. So, yeah, I found that when guys would message me, they just either put in, like, no effort at all or way too much effort. Hi,
1: beautiful.
2: Yeah, or no, not even that. It'd be like, hey. Hey, what up? How are you? Like, you know, as little, as few characters as possible putting into the message. And it's like, I even gave you a list of things to answer to start a conversation with, like, I made it as easy as possible on you and you still took the easy route. Or alternatively, I'd get like a page full of responses that just went into way too much detail hmm. at that first. And it's like, okay, um, I don't think you should be telling prospective dates about that until like you're actually dating because that's information overload.
1: Yeah. So what were the kinds of messages that made you decide to go out on a date with somebody? I assume that you actually went out with some of these people, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went out on lots of dates. I had a few good dates and I had a lot of really bad dates. (laughs) You know, honestly, as long as you used fairly decent grammar and you actually could carry a conversation, I'd probably go out on a date with you. My standards for, for online dating weren't that high, I thought, but it turns out they actually were because I eliminated a lot of guys just based on the opening message.
1: So then what what were some of the so so you said, you know, good grammar and, you know, a sort of conversation. How do you go about deciding like where to meet these people when you're you're going to go on a date, right? I assume you don't want them to come pick you up at your house, right?
2: Yeah, they can't come pick me up at my place. We have to meet in public somewhere. And preferably the date should be somewhat limited, either grabbing a coffee or a drink or grabbing a coffee and walking around a park or playing frisbee golf or something, you know, like anywhere that there's people in public and that we can make it pretty short if things aren't going well. Like, you don't want to trap yourself into a dinner because you're just getting to know the person, right? You just want to figure out, hey, am I interested in knowing you more? No? Okay, well, this is one drink and I'm out. Um, My friend is calling me. Or you can be like, wow, okay, well, we're three drinks deep. Uh, Why don't we go to dinner? You know, like it's a starter date. (laughs)
1: Nice. So what are some of the stories you have for these online dates? I mean, there's got to be something really great.
2: Yeah. Okay. So there's this one guy who I matched up with him on like Tinder or something. I said, hey, you know, I'm going out of town this weekend, but, you know, I'm free tonight. And he's like, I'm actually out tonight. Why do you come join me for karaoke? I'm like, okay. So I get there and he's wearing a sriracha shirt. And I'm like... (laughs) It's just like a normal T-shirt, you know? But he didn't know he was going on a date, so he didn't have any time to pr- prep, mm-hmm. so I caught him at, like, his normal self. And then, I don't know if you know what a, a Harrier running club is? No. Basically, it's, these, it's this running club where they run around and do, like, mile-long runs or whatever, and then they drink during, before, and after the run, and they wear all sorts of costumes, and they're just very vibrant characters. Well... It turns out he used to be in this Harrier club, and they were all there for karaoke night after a run. So the people were just like very, very vivid characters. Mm. And then um, it turns out he really can't sing.
0: (laughs) So he's right out then.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so that – and we just didn't click at all. (laughs) I, I didn't find any sort of attraction to him whatsoever. Maybe that was because we were in a bar where people were singing really bad karaoke. I don't know. So that was Sriracha Steve. I cut him off. It's <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, I just didn't feel it. So then there was the guy that messaged me. I think this one was okay, Cupid. It must have been like a copy paste that he sent to every woman to just see who bit the bullet. It was a link to three Google Docs or three links to Google Docs, and uh, the first one was like, "What his expectations for a relationship were," which is fine. Little weird that you're doing it via Google Doc on the first message, but okay. And then the second one was all of his fetishes listed in alphabetical order from parentheses all the way through numbers to the alphabet and down.
0: Numbers, parentheses? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's an odd list. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that's a lot of fetishes. Yes.
2: It was very detailed and very organized. And I'm like, okay, this is seriously weird. Well, then, the third link was all of the things that he expected his future partner to do for him, both sexually and non-sexually in a relationship. Oh, well. Okay. And, That's very uh, forward. Needless to say, I blocked him, did not respond, and got off the internet for the night and went and took a hot shower. <laughs> because I felt gross. So, yeah, so that was awful. And then there was a guy who... We messaged, messaged back and forth. He seemed funny. He had an excellent grasp of the English language, which is a huge plus. Great.
1: There you go. Okay. Yep.
2: Hashtag winning. Yeah, right? So then we played frisbee golf on our first date. You know, you can play nine or you can play 18. Well, things were going so well that I we played the whole 18. And, you know, we were like flirting and everything. And it was great. And then we had a drink afterwards. And then we went to dinner. Like, it was just, it was like four first dates in one, you know? We had hit it off right away. That's great. It was awesome. So then we started dating, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. But it turns out he wasn't that great. Oh, Why dear. Is that? <laughs> what happened? Well, so we dated for, okay, so he was a high school German teacher, and we dated for basically his summer break. And then two weeks into school, starting back up again, he started to you know, be a bit distant and pull away and be really weird. And we lived an hour and a half apart from each other. Mm. So he came down to see me one weekend and just was really, really weird. His friend was in town, and so he went to a bar to meet with his friend. And while he was at the bar, he dumped me via Snapchat.
0: Wow, Snapchat. I haven't heard of that one happening. Which
2: is even worse than a phone call, and it's even worse than a text message. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: How do you dump through Snapchat? I mean, do you like get the right filter? Like, do you take a, I
2: mean, how do you do wearing, that? Wearing
0: like a flower headband.
2: <laughs> he literally just took a picture of his beer and said, we're done. Eight seconds later, I had no idea what hit me.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, uh, that's amazing.
2: So then I was like, I was like, done with what? And then he sent me a picture of his friend and was like, done with you. It was <laughs> wow. ice cold.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: So, obviously, he was a huge douche, and I was like, well, at least, you know, I only escaped with three months of my time wasted Mm. on that. But, you know, I was still crushed because we had gotten along really well until he just decided to up and all of a sudden be a douche. Yeah, and and that's really hard. It wasn't until later that I figured out what happened to make him be all weird and make him pull away and dump me.
1: Okay. Okay, what was it?
2: So, like, two years later, maybe three, I'm reading this thread on Reddit and it says students of Reddit who slept with their teacher. What was your story? I'm reading this and I come across this thing and says, yeah, I slept with my high school German teacher a couple of times. We flirted all the time before he got divorced. And then I found out he had chlamydia. So I dumped him and now he's married to some lady and living in the Middle East. And so I commented, ha ha, his name wouldn't happen to be blank would it I you know kept reading the thread and then I refreshed it and I had a new message so I clicked on it and she goes oh my god oh my god oh my god what was his last name and where did he live oh my goodness and I said this was his last name he lived in this town and she goes oh my god that's the same guy no wow wow what a terrible horrible person (laughs) that's awful yeah he had dumped me to sleep with his 18 year old high school senior student wow yeah so at least now I know what happened, but that girl actually turned out to be really awesome. And we spent the whole night like disparaging the crap <laughs> out of him on Reddit and it was awesome.
0: That's great. Yeah. Uh, Reddit bringing people together.
2: I really got a lot of closure <laughs> out of that, actually. That's right. But yeah, that was that was pretty devastating.
1: Yeah, that's uh, wow. <laughs> Good night. That was craziness. So, do you have any
2: other stories about, you know, these online dates? Yeah, well, there's this one guy We got a little hot and heavy after the first date. There was some chemistry there. You know, things are progressing fairly well. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he just goes for the back door. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we don't, we don't even hardly know each other. Like, you can't just, you can't just do that to somebody you don't even know. Like, you have to, like, be like, hey, you know, what are your thoughts about this? Like, <laughs> when you're not in the middle of everything... And, uh yeah, I think he was secretly gay and using me as a cover for his family because mm-hmm. he also liked that done to him, which I refused because I was like, nope, no, 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 no. That's just not something that I do. So, yeah. Okay, so you've
0: winning people online, that's for sure.
2: But you know what? I actually ended up meeting my boyfriend online. My current boyfriend. Okay.
0: How hmm. did that work?
2: Well, it's still going strong, so that's exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. What dating service did you use?
2: I didn't, actually, oh. unless Twitter is now a dating service. Well,
0: maybe it is. I don't know. How did oh. that work?
2: <laughs> um, I So, you know, I'm a blogger, and uh, I was on Twitter one day, and somebody retweeted this article, and so I clicked on it, and I read it, and I, I liked the article, so I commented on it. And then he came over to my site, and he commented on my site. We private messaged on Twitter back and forth for a few weeks, and then he said, Hey, I'm having this party. Why don't you come join this party? And I said, Oh, that sounds fun. I like to meet new people. New friends sounds great. Awesome. Okay, I'll be there. Um, he lives five hours away from me. Mm. So I drove up there for oh, this wow. party and was completely not focused on getting a date. Like this was literally just to go up there and meet new people in the community. And um, somehow it became a date. We hit it off really well and started dating. It was completely out of the blue. And I was definitely a fan. Oh, that's very
1: cool. That's that's awesome. Um, my brother met his wife on Tinder um, one of those, one of those Tinder stories that I guess works out. So yeah, but I like this idea that, um, you know, maybe if you're going to meet somebody online, maybe you're not meeting them through a dating site. Maybe you meet them through other interactions you have on Twitter that might be not, well, not just Twitter, but other interactions you have online that might be just like a little more real or that might allow you a little more insight into somebody as, as who they really are, right? Because when you're on a dating site, you're really trying to present yourself in a certain way where if you're like on Twitter or you have your blog or, or whatever it is, you might be a little bit more real and it might be a little bit easier to get to know somebody.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can like craft your dating image on a dating website, but if you meet them not in conjunction with that, then it's completely different.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it's easier outside of dating applications because uh, there's so much pressure to portray yourself in a certain way. And my last two girlfriends, I guess you would say, I met through the idea that we were both involved in activities online, but neither of them was on a dating website. Uh, The first one was uh, personal blogs and just leaving comments for each other and potentially hitting it off. So we started messaging each other and met up in person after that. And then, of course, uh, my current girlfriend, we met at a uh, blogging-related conference. So go figure.
2: We could double date if you'd like. He'll be there as well.
0: Oh, really? Okay, sure. Yeah, that'll be fun. Do you have any suggestions for people who are looking to take an adult-like approach to dating in today's world and who might be in the same position as you where they're not finding the right people, you know, friends' uh, suggestions and uh, matchups, and things like that?
2: Yeah, you know, I don't think you can take it too seriously. You don't want to go into everything thinking, this is the person that I'm going to marry. Because then you're just going to get your heart broken continuously, and it sucks. So you kind of have to step back and go, they're allowed to not like me and to not want a second date. You have to give them that opportunity, I guess. Whereas, you know, like you come in all tense and you're like, you are the father of my future children. They get freaked out and they run, yeah. obviously, because they should, because that's creepy and weird.
0: It's a lot of pressure.
2: It's a lot of pressure, you know? So if you just make it light and casual and be like, hey, I'm off to meet this new person who may or may not, you know, be a really cool person that I want to keep around, then things go a lot better.
0: So are you still friends with any of your former dates?
2: Uh, I'm friends with a couple. Most of them were guys that I met who... We knew it was just short term before he moved or before I moved type deal. And so we didn't really have time to let the relationship go stale. You know, we ended on really good terms. And so it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, we're friends. This is awesome. You're a really cool guy. I'm happy you have a girlfriend now in wherever you live, you know? So I definitely think that you can be friends with somebody, but you have to, you have to really set like good boundaries, mm-hmm. you know? You can't just be like, you know, we're, we're going to do stuff, you know, you have to be like, okay, well, you know, I, I just want to be really upfront with what my expectations for this are. And if they don't match up with you, then that's fine. But we can't go any further because one of us is going to get hurt if we, if we don't agree on what we're doing.
0: How soon do you start talking about those expectations?
2: Uh, well, it depends on what I'm looking for, to be honest. I mean, you know, if you're just like, hey, I'm moving in three months, uh, we are not going to have a relationship, then you say that. Or if you're like, well, you know, I'm kind of looking for something serious or something long-term, then you know what you're getting in at the very beginning and you don't waste anybody's time.
0: Mm-hmm. Has anyone continued to pursue pursue you after you uh, and told them that it wasn't going to work out?
2: Uh, not since I got out of college, basically. There was this one guy that I worked with that had this huge crush on me And nothing I could say or do would make him stop. Finally, I just ended up quitting that job. Not to get away from him. I quit for other reasons. But um, Mm -hmm. getting away from him was a very good reason to also quit. But at the time, I was like 19 or 20. And I didn't know how to really handle a situation like that. Now I just tell him to buzz off and don't talk to me ever again. But, you know. I didn't know you could do that when I was that young.
1: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of feel like we have to be nice to everybody all the time. And, you you know, you should be nice to people most of the time. But I think that there are some situations where being straightforward is
2: more important
1: than trying to save somebody's feelings. So uh,
0: how about your friends? I mean, are they going through online dating as well?
2: Uh, Some of them. I seem to be surrounded by friends who actually ended up with the wonderful fortune to find somebody uh in like college mm-hmm. and they're you know happily been dating long term there's a couple friends and i that you know we would get together once in a while and be like uh online dating sucks uh you know and then we <laughs> we exchange ridiculous stories of ri- the ridiculous populace but yeah you know it's definitely a thing that a lot of people go through and it's a completely normal part of the process
0: So are you on any of the dating sites currently, or is that shut down for the moment?
2: Oh, that's definitely shut down. Mm -hmm. The day after I got home from that party with my now boyfriend, I deleted every single dating app very happily (laughs) off of my phone, off of my computer. Got rid of all of my accounts. I just said, nope, I'm out of the dating world. I'm taken off the market. We didn't start officially dating until... A couple weeks later after our second date which was 4 days in Vegas. But yeah, I knew that I didn't I didn't want to date anybody else. So
0: So when you say that you officially started dating after a certain date, how does that work? I mean, you know, a date is a date and you're dating when you're dating or what does that mean?
2: Well, so I would say that first we hung out. Okay. And then I ended up being stranded in Las Vegas for 4 days over the over the 4th of July. And I said, man, I wish I was going to your city instead because then we could, you know, we could be together and uh, that my weekend would be a lot better. And he's like, well, I'm not doing anything this weekend. I could come to Vegas. Hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh, that would be the best thing ever. And so then he's like, yeah, you know, let me look into prices and stuff. And then he's he texts me back a little bit later and said, yeah, I can do that. And I said, all right, it's a date. And so one of you has to say that it's a date and the other one has to agree That it's a date in order for it to be a date.
0: Interesting.
2: You could be doing date-like activities with somebody, but unless both parties agree that it's a date, it's not a date. Because I've fallen into that trap before, where you do date-like things with guys, like basically kidnap them and take them out into the country and watch the eclipse at night. That's not a date, because nobody said it was a date beforehand.
0: That's just hanging out.
2: That's just hanging out, like friends, you know, because normally guy and girlfriend's Hang out on the side of a country road eating ice cream, watching a lunar eclipse at, like, 11 o'clock at night. Because that's the thing. Totally not a date. Okay.
0: So any final advice for our listeners who are trying to navigate uh, online dating and figure out whether they can avoid people that are, uh, that are not good at grammar or anything else? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, just listen to your gut, actually, I think is one of the best things that I can say, because you'll know if somebody comes off weird or if they'll come out right. And just hang in there. You know, there's somebody out there for everybody. I hated it when people sold me this, but literally there's somebody there for you. But you just have to wait and the right person will come along at the right time.
0: Yeah. And uh, hopefully it won't be Sri Racha Steve or Butt Boy or the German teacher who's now in the Middle East.
2: Hopefully not. I would not wish either. Well, maybe Suraj Steve would be okay for somebody else. But yeah, I wouldn't wish the other two on anybody.
0: <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> All right. So where can our listeners find you?
2: Yeah, so I can be reached either at my blog, Fiery Millennials, which is double L double N, or I just started a new podcast with my co host Jay. And we can be reached at firedrillpodcast at com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Gwen.
0: This was uh, really entertaining. These, These stories of these people, it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I'm glad I could come on. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Well, if you have uh, some crazy date stories to share, come visit our adulting community. We'd love to hear about it. Hashtag adulting on Facebook. And you could also visit our website, adulting.tv and subscribe to this podcast at adulting.tv slash iTunes. Or if you've got Stitcher or Google Play or any other podcast app, you can just go to adulting.tv and get the link that you need. And until next time, remember to behave like a grown up. for listening to adulting find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv